We like them thick. <laughs> I, love, I love a chunky book. I do. Well, I, we both also read a lot of fantasy, which just who like just means that it's gonna be chunky. So like we're already primed for chunky, just from that. That's true. I'd love being able to just get completely absorbed in a story for just hundreds and hundreds of pages. That's if the story's done right, though. Well, that's true. There are some chunky books where I just had to toss them to the side because it wasn't giving what it was supposed to have gave. Yeah, yeah. But when you can get lost in the world, woo, oh so yeah. Mm-hmm. I think one of my biggest pet peeves is when an author writes a very good story that could have been two hundred pages longer. Like I would have liked to have sat with it more. I agree. It's like. You could have fleshed this out more. You could have given me more, and I would have been right along with you. I, I would have, I would have been here to, to yeah, embrace like it all. Had, that would have made it five stars. Like if mm-hmm. you had done that, it would have been five stars. Yeah. Somebody I'm out there. The sweater. Oh, I love it. I'm just, you know, rocking some plaid. You know, that was it's fall. Mm-hmm. It's fall, and I'm not happy about it, guys. Guys and gals, I know you're. If you're looking at the video, you'll see that she just made a face. Because, because fall is my season, biatch. It is. It is. You know summer is mine. So my season has gone away. It's my new... Like, and yours October, has begun. October is my new year. This is, this is, my, this is my time. It's I Libra know. season, bitches. I know, but like there's no more sitting outside and reading, bitches. And I don't like that. I want to be outside. I want to be outside. You I want to be on my deck. That. I want to be on the porch. I want to be outside. You can do that. Get a fire pit and some blankets. I can't have a fire pit, remember? It's well, against the rules in this county. Get a new house. Well, that, that's coming. That's coming. Right. That's coming. So, no more we outside. Need to, we need to be neighbors. <laughs> Caribbean, here we come! <laughs> Couldn't you imagine this podcast <laughs> if we were neighbors? Oh, my God. First of all, the video would be even funnier. <laughs> it would start from the time I'm either walking to your house to record or vice versa. Oh, God. We'd have to send Jesus and Larry off somewhere. Yes. Yes. We'd build them their own little space away. They, I was about to say, can't they build it themselves? And Oh, you're asking for trouble. Oh, boy. I don't mind. Camp. We could build our own she cave. That's what we could do. We could build our own she cave. That would act as our reading sanctuary, podcast studio, um, video and photo content creation zone. Like, that's what it would be. That's what I'm trying to make in the book nook. I'm trying. I'm you're, building. You're getting there. You're getting there. I didn't do anything in it today, but that's all right. You tomorrow, needed a break, though. I do. I was, I was dying. I'll do more tomorrow. Folks, follow Nerdy Nurseries on YouTube so you can follow her journey into getting her book nook together. Um, it's, it's been a long time coming. She had a couple of hurdles. It's still but, not. It's, it's still only like halfway there. But guess what, though? You got shelves, I have shelves. on the walls. Books, <laughs> and books on, on shelves. the shelves. <laughs> You books know what I call shelf? that? 
I call what? that progress. It is progress. It is progress. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. Listen, anyway, I'm very excited. We're I'm very excited. You are very excited. Like, let's. I'll, I'll try. I'll try to keep my tangents to a minimum. I will fail, <laughs> but tangents are what we do today. Today we are talking about chunky books that we read, loved, and recommend. Chunky books, how we're defining it, are books that are a minimum minimum of four hundred and fifty pages. So. We love a good chunky book. Give me the thick ones. <laughs> uh, I'm amped up for this one. I just want to tell everybody how much Naomi doesn't drink. <laughs> I don't this drink at just, all. That's not true. Naomi. I drink twice a year. I drink on friends and family gathering day. Some people call it Thanksgiving. And I drink on Christmas. And you drink when I visit. And when you visit. I had, we had a good drink at that little restaurant. That, that, was, that was a tasty drink on that Friday mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. All right. So we have showed some restraint. And we have selected eight books each. Eight books each. Eight books each. It we started, started off five. with, yes, tell the truth. I know, tell the truth. Tell we the started truth. at five and we came and sat down. She goes, I have seven. I said, you bitch. And she was like, you broke the rules. <laughs> so I came back with eight. And then I grabbed another one to make mine eight. And here we are. We're, we're good. We got eight books each. I know you're going to hate one of these and I don't care. Oh, what is, oh, I'm so curious. Oh, so we don't share what we're going to be talking about with the books until we're like doing it. So I don't know what she's got on her stack and she doesn't know what I have in mind except for one, because I wanted to confirm that she didn't have it in her stack. Yeah. I already forgot what that was because I have short term memory loss. Anyway, you want to go first? I'm going to go first. Sure. Okay. My first choice is book one in the, the expanse series. This is Leviathan wakes. By James S.A. Corey. I've read this book twice. I love it. I am just at the beginning of the series. I only read books one and two. I'm going to start book three this week. But I absolutely love the sci-fi series. It is a space opera. It is a ton of fun. And I am completely engaged from beginning to end. Now, I know there's a show out. Don't tell me about it. I'm not watching it until I finish this series, Okay. You cannot persuade me to do otherwise. And I believe the ninth and final, is it nine? Yes. The ninth and final book comes out either in October or November. We'll put it in the show notes to let you know. But this is my first choice and recommendation, Leviathan Wakes by James S.A. Corey. I almost bought the special edition when we were at Barnes & Noble's. Barnes & Noble's. I always say that wrong. Barnes & Noble. Um, the other day, but um, it's $40. I didn't pay 40 for it. I paid like 30 for it on Amazon when I pre-ordered it. I mean, I would pay less even with my discounts at Barnes & Noble, but like I, ha- I showed some restraint that day. I- I'll, I'll I unrestrain mean, myself later. You probably but... would have felt differently had you already read it. Yeah. You know, like I've already read it twice. Like I love but it, it. So it is really pretty, the special edition. Oh my God. It's so beautiful. It has hot pink sprayed edges. It's I was like, so that beautiful. alone will make me buy the book. All right, so I'm going to save this because I feel like this might be a dupe, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to find out. So I have The Chestnut Man oh. by Soren 
Svenstrup. I don't know. I don't, uh, Scandinavian names do not come out of my mouth well. So this is a like really dark crime thriller. Does that make any sense? As opposed yes. to like mystery thriller. So it's more procedural. Like you're really following the um, detective through. It is very fast paced. It is gruesome in like a very blunt Wallander kind of way. Oh, I like and Wallander. I absolutely love this. This is like my kind of, this is the kind of thriller I'm looking for. Because you know that I've been having difficulties finding yes, like you have. a good thriller. Because um, I feel like when you start with thrillers, you're just like excited about them. And then you read a few dozen. And then you're like, ugh. I'm bored. And then you're looking for these little moments in like where the book really fucks you up, basically. Like I wanna like be on the edge of my seat. I wanna like the twists. I wanna I wanna be scared. I want yes. I want all the things. I yes. don't just wanna like know what's coming and be like mm. So it's really good. Read this. Fantastic. I'm I'm also now thinking about another book I could have given you to get picked off the shelves, but so I feel like uh, last year I should have bought the Chestnut Man instead of the Whisper Man. Yes, I got rid of the Whisper Man. I did not like it. I don't even remember what it was about. That's mm. how much I didn't care. I'm disappointed. Okay. I'm sorry. We didn't it's have fine. a podcast then. I know. I know. <laughs> All right. My second book, and I know Alyssa loves it too, is The Starless Sea by Aaron Morgenstern. I do love it. This was... I hate the Night Circus though. I'm reading that. Uh, before this year ends, because I, I need to know how I feel about it so we can talk about it. You're going to love it, and we'll have a fight about it. That's what's going to happen. I feel <laughs> like the Starless Sea is like portal fantasy. Would that be a good way to describe it? Portal yeah. fantasy? It's, it's portal just, fantasy. And it's like stories within stories. and It's a book about books. Yeah, it's, it is absolutely beautiful. And it just kind of takes you on a nice little ride. You know, you're kind of floating in the clouds, and... You do not want it to end. I actually got teary-eyed when it ended because I just wanted more of this book. And it's a standalone. It's not a series. It's a standalone. So once it's over, it's really over. <laughs> that's the end of it. Yeah, but the characters are so lovely. And you just, you get so absorbed in this story. And the writing is impeccable. And I highly recommend everyone read it. Let me read a little bit of the synopsis. Far beneath the surface of the earth, upon the shores of the starless sea, there is a labyrinthine collection of tunnels and rooms filled with stories. The entryways that lead to the sanctuary are often hidden, sometimes on forest floors, sometimes in private homes, sometimes in plain sight. But those who seek will find their doors have been waiting for them. It's amazing, the starless sea. The starless sea is one of those books. I don't know if you have books that are like this or if this is just a me thing. It's one of those books that I want to reread, but I'm also scared to reread because I don't know if I'm going to have the same experience twice. Oh, that's interesting you say like, what that. what if I don't like it the next time around? I don't, I don't want, feel like that. With I don't want to not like it. Oh, I don't feel like that. I, I really would like to reread it because I just want to experience those feelings again. I don't have a fear that I won't like it the second go round. Yeah. I, I, I want to read it again. We I'm should read it again have, in December. I have two more books I would like to add to this list. Oh, you know what? Add them. But you're not, they're upstairs. Oh, okay. Well, 
Okay. I mean, I can just tell you about them. It's not like I can't tell oh, you. Oh, okay. All right. So, because I'm sure you have two right in front of you. I might. I might. I might. All right. So, we're going to stick with a little fantasy with Legend Born, mm-hmm. which by Tracy Dion. Um, I absolutely loved this first in a series, and I can't wait for there to be more out. I thought that this was like the perfect blend of um, the things that I love in adult fantasy or adult literature with like YA fantasy themes Mm. because it was just so well crafted. Brie is amazing. I love the sort of secret society elitist, like very white Mm -hmm. skulls kind of world where you, and then this, young black girl coming into it and discovering her magic and discovering her impact and all these mysteries and the danger and all these secrets within the family and, and through like the ancestors and all this, like there's so much in here and I can't wait for the next installment. So I wonder how many books are going to be in that series. I don't know, but it was really, really, really well done and it's beautiful and wonderful and it was the kind of book that I had to, I would only read at home because mm. I wanted to just be in it. Like, yeah, I know that I feeling. want any distractions. So I really, really loved this. I know it's kind of like an easy pick, but like, I really I don't it. think it's an easy pick. I mean, you really loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My next one is Lonesome Dove by Larry McMurtry. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew that I could love reading a Western, but I did. It's one of my favorite Naomi, like, secrets. That's not a secret. But, like, that you have this deep love of cowboy Westerns. Did I not send you a sexy cowboy today? Yes, you did. (laughs) I just, I, listen, it was on one of those lists of, um, you know, books you should read before you die, basically. And I was like, Lonesome Dove, a Western? No, okay. And then, yet again, the Currently Reading podcast, Meredith was talking about this book. And I was like, okay, I'm sold. And it's it's just wonderful. It's this uh, it's a story about this cattle drive that's going from Texas to Montana. And, and boy, does he drive. Boy, does he drive that cattle. And <laughs> <laughs> Giddy up in dumb. <laughs> I would love to see Larry run out here right now, like, ooh. ooh. That time? Um, look, people, this is not a naughty cowboy story. I'm sorry. This is just our little internal jokes. Yeah, I'm sorry, um, I'm making it naughty. It's it's not naughty, folks. This is a really, a really good story, and there was so much adventure. The characters are fantastic. Some of the language is absolutely hilarious, the way some of the men talk to the women. And there's love stories. And it's it's just one big adventure that you can just soak yourself into. And I highly recommend it. And I would say that, you know, if you've never thought about a Western or you think they're boring, I would say give this one a try. This is a series. This is book one. And I, if I'm not mistaken... I think there are four or five books in the series. So, Lonesome Dove by Larry McMurtry. I need to watch the movie. Oh, I forgot there's a, a mm-hmm. movie. Um, so the other day I was at the book bar and this lady brought in like 
27 cowboy romances and i really wanted to just buy oh my them goodness for you and send them to you just be oh like, my Here's goodness your cat born. <laughs> it's the thing I, I showed restraint it's the thing <laughs> i don't here's a i feel like this is another like given and then i don't know i feel like i'm so basic but anyway <laughs> we we know we know that i'm gonna put a little life on here because oh, yeah this book destroyed me i think i think about this book like every couple days Mm. like something in this book comes up like i just i learned how much i can't listen to self-harm that was an intense book that was an intense book now imagine reading this book and by reading it i mean listening to it on a 10 to 11 hour drive alone by yourself right like i the crying the yelling, <laughs> the crying. I think at some point I said to you, if I get pulled over right now, and the cops are going to be like, ma'am, are you all right? Like, it's just the book I'm listening to. <laughs> it's, it is, um, it's very emotional. It's very emotional. And if for some reason, you have no idea what A Little Life is about by Hanayana Gahara. Mm-hmm. I'm bad at names. It's basically a friendship between four boys. And it goes from, what, college to, like, adulthood? hmm Yep. And it is just... <laughs> it's heartbreaking, to say the least. It is heartbreaking. And, like, some of these people are just so amazing. Some There's some characters in here that are just absolute dickheads. No, they're absolute devils. Yeah, that's probably just nice. Just devils. There are certain parts you got to because you were waiting. You were waiting to for this one particular character's backstory to be revealed. You know, and and the slow reveal. Yes, she peels the layers off of this backstory Mm -hmm. so slowly that like, and goes then goes back to the oh goes back to the current timeline. Yeah, and wherever they are in their current timeline and the love story, and the the found family. Yeah. My heart is hurting just thinking about this book. I have to do this book again, but I don't know if I can yet. I definitely can't. Yeah. So. Not anytime soon. I need I need a little bit of time for my heart to heal from that. Yeah. And I do want to read uh, their other book. Not the new one that just came out, but the older oh, the one, People. People in Trees. Mm-hmm. I want to read that one as well. But I thought that writing in that book was absolutely brilliant. And wow, what a story. It is so layered and complex, and oh, I know that it gets it gets like some flack for being what do they call it like like suffering porn or yeah something, something like, like that. that yeah. But shut up, life is life is trauma. <laughs> right. Anyway, what else yeah. you got? I have another favorite of ours, and that is the historian. Oh, by... I see. I knew we were gonna double up. Okay, well, put yours up. Put yours up. And the video we're holding our books up. Do you have yours out? Yay! The Historian by Elizabeth Kostova, and we read this in October of 2020, and this is one of the best books I've ever read in my entire life, right? I mean, we're essentially- It's so good. Yeah, we're essentially searching for the truth about Vlad the Impaler, right? So, Mm -hmm. like, it's about, you know, Dracula and all that good stuff, and this book, because you're traveling through so many countries, and it's such an immersive story, it is just- it's breathtaking. You know, it this is, is not a scary book. You know what I mean? 
But it feels like it has moments where it feels like it's about to get scary. There are very dark and creepy moments, but this is yeah. not a horror book. No. But there are there are plenty of dark and creepy, uh, slightly sinister moments that yes. will have you on the edge of your seat. But I mean, when you talk up, this is the kind of book where you open it up, you don't want, you want to be alone. You want to be alone in your home, in your private area, completely absorbed in this book. No distractions. This is not something that I could or even wanted to, you know, I don't know, like, you know, clean my house while I'm listening to an, an audiobook. No, I needed to sit down with this, this book and just like savor every page. It's, it's that good. Exquisitely written. It is. It is. It is a great book. It is. And it is. It is a very different take on a vampire tale. Yeah. Um, it's a very academic take on a vampire. Like, oh, it is very, very much so. Like, if you want to talk about dark academia. Yeah. Heck, right. Why does dark academia just need to be a bunch of civil, just, just fucking privileged? Right. Set at a boarding school. Like twat heads that are <laughs> in a boarding school. That's a good point. That's a good point. But the historian, I'm, I'm telling you for all, this to be dark academia. I'm petitioning the book world. <laughs> if you have not read this book, I highly recommend you buy it and read it, and just be prepared for a literary masterpiece. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's what this is. That's what this is. And the audiobook is phenomenal. I mean, it is. You can listen and read along. The voices are just fantastic. Mm-hmm. You travel, oh, you feel like you're, you've, you've lifted off and traveled to a different world. Yeah. It is, it is so good. Yeah. I, and I will be so reading good. this again in October. I'm going to start on October 1. And just like I did last year, I will purposely be reading just a little bit each day. Look at her hugging it. She loves it so much. It's just so good. You're welcome for that recommendation. Not enough people talk about this book. They don't. And it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. We should read her other book, Shadowland. Okay. In October. Twisted my arm. Yeah. Yeah! (laughs) That wasn't hard at all, now was it? It's never hard to get me to read a book. (laughs) So, um, how about we, since we have one we both love, let's do one... That's more decisive. Oh. Divisive. Divisive. Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) Uh-oh. Right word. Dun, dun, dun. Uh Uh-oh. God dang it. God dang it. I know you don't like this Where's a pen I can throw across the room? (laughs) So, To Sleep in a Sea of Stars by Christopher Paolini. I absolutely love this book. I raved about this book. Mm -hmm. Everybody in our little book group went out and got this beautiful book in some form and then proceeded to tell me how much they hate it and you can all suck it so <laughs> i oh boy i just absolutely <laughs> love this it is sci-fi it is like weirdly in depth it's just it i i just i don't i don't know how i i don't know why you what didn't you love about it you know i started off really enjoying it and i don't know what happened i just I just began not to care. It just did a complete switch for me. I don't know. Now, here's what I did not do. I did not give that book away. I still own it because I'm thinking about reading it again next year. So I I still have it. I mean, it's definitely not a book for everybody. I will say that. 
but it is definitely a beautiful book. I think that it's it is very detailed in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. I think the whole relationship between Kira and her suit, like her like the like the suit person, that was very interesting. It was really interesting. Yeah, I I love the way it ends. I love. Um, I just I I I even love the silliness of there being like space aliens called jellyfish, like mm-hmm. I the space jellies, like yeah. I just I don't I I enjoyed every second of it. I like the random overly scientific stuff at the end was just like kind of I felt like it was funny, like the yeah. all this crazy like physics background at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I loved it. I know you didn't, but. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. There are some books, this does not happen often. Usually if I read a book and don't like it, I don't want to go back to it. But every now and then there's one where I'm like, you know, maybe I just was not in a redhead space or maybe I just want to give it another try. But that does not happen to me often. So just want to put that out there. Okay, this next one I loved, and I'm going to read it again with Alyssa because she has not read it, and that is Free Food for Millionaires by Min Jin Lee. Now, I know, I know, everyone talks about Pachinko by Min Jin Lee, and Pachinko is a fantastic book. But I loved Free Food for Millionaires just a little bit more, just a little bit more. I'll let you know how I feel about it when yeah. I'm done. But I think Minjin Lee is an incredible writer and storyteller. Yes. Um, so this follows Casey, and she is the daughter of a Korean immigrant parents. And as we know, when you are the daughter or son of an immigrant, you have certain expectations on the kind of life you should live, the kind of career you should have. And she's kind of going against the grain and bucking all of that and trying to carve out a space for herself in her own way. And it's this whole family saga about all of that. And when I tell you, when I crack this book open, so this book is a little under, nope, yep, it's 659 Pages. No, 661 pages. I read like 300 pages in the first go. I mean, I just I just couldn't stop. I just could not stop. It was a great story, enjoyable characters, and also a little bit of drama. It, it was just everything. So it was very fun to read and very interesting, and the characters were fantastic, and the storytelling was out of this world. I'm curious to see how I like it. I'm also curious to see if she does the same thing she did in Pachinko, where she has these like abrupt turns like did you notice that in pachinko where like she'd get to the end of a part and it would be mm-hmm. like and, and then, then you're they, somewhere else or then yeah, another timeline like, yeah she's like blah 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 died yeah two years later and it's not there's like no it's just like it's just like boom to me black. this does not read like Can't that open yeah free <laughs> so film for millionaires she, doesn't read like that but it's very different though like P- pachinko is spanning so many, so years, many years and this is not really doing that um, and I don't think it was like a negative thing. It was just, oh, yeah. it was unsettling at moments because you'd be like, oh, okay, here we are again. Right, right. Yeah. So <laughs> I highly recommend it whenever you're ready to read this. Do we already set a date? Do we say November? I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we said November or December, but so good. I wish more people would read this one. You know? So Free Food for Millionaires by Men Jin Lee. So my next one is is actually the only one of three that I actually like. Uh, and that is The Goldfinch by Donna Tart. Yay! I love it. One of my favorite 
favorite books that I read, I think, last year, right? Mm-hmm. And I have, I see, I read her first book, A Little Friend. No, her first book, A Secret History. And it's beautifully written. It's exquisitely rip, written trash. I do not like it because I just hated every character in it. And then I tried to read her second book, A Little Friend, which was beautifully written, but I have no idea what the point of the whole story was and DNF'd it halfway through because I just couldn't, I didn't care anymore. And I, I don't have that one anymore. I got rid of that one. Ah, uh-huh. But the, I read those both after I read The Goldfinch, which mm-hmm. is her most recent. And I love this book so, so much. And half yes. of it might be because it's set in New York. You know I get sentimental around things set in new york but i basically there's a kid there's a an explosion at a museum his mother dies and then his a a painting goes missing in the whole thing yeah and um and then it's just following his life and that sounds like the the most horrible setup ever but it is a saga about this kid's life without a parent um, I, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but the, the antique dealer, um, that he gets, as, uh, as a friend, there's like, there's, there's a lot of this reminds me of like great expectations and it, it, there's, there's just something about this book and how she explores humanity and, uh, found family and growing up and grief and what is life and yeah. what is beauty and what is art and what is it's just so wonderfully complex the very end the way she sums up the book is just hmm. there's so many like key little like phrases and stuff in here that i just i i couldn't they blew me away like her yeah. writing blew me away and um yeah so i have to read this again at some point but Let I me know when you do, because I will gladly so read it much. again. I, you know, I feel like a lot of people don't like that book. And they talk about how they feel like the 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 guy, the main character, is so, like, obnoxious and all this stuff. And he's just really on some BS. And they were, just, they were sick of him. And I'm like, that's, that's not what I got from the book. But okay, you know, to each yeah. their own. I just thought, I, I kind of thought the structure of the book and the way the story kind of unfolded was just kind of perfect, mm-hmm. you know? And my, yes, and my God, the writing is unbelievable. Yeah, she's an exquisite writer. Um, but those same people, do they like a secret history? Because almost everybody in that book is an awful, terrible person. Right, but she, but people swear by the secret history. Oh, it's the best dark academia book ever. But I, I don't have an interest in reading the secret history, but I love The Goldfinch. It was a beautiful story. I found it at the book barn for a dollar, not mm-hmm. the Goldfinch, um, but Secret History. So I was like, fine, I'll read this. And it just didn't, I don't know. It just, I just hated every moment with the characters. The writing <laughs> was superb. Like, she can write the shit out of a book. Yeah. But I absolutely hated everyone in that book. And I knew how it was going to end. And I'm like, of course it's going to end that way. I hate you all. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Like. Yeah. I, like, I don't know. I think I just don't. Like, if I'm going to read about privilege, I, I need there to also be, like, consequences. Right. Something else of some kind of a, of substance to kind of balance it out, maybe. Yeah. It, it reminded me a lot of that book. 
um, less than zero with mm-hmm. Brett Easton Ellis that I really that became hate. a movie too, I believe. Yeah, and I and I think it has a like a follow up book, but it's like less than zeros maybe it's under two hundred pages, right? And then the secret history feels the exact same way. I had the exact same feelings reading it. Like I hate all these people. I don't care. They can all burn, but it's like seven hundred pages. Right, right. So I ha- I had to sit like that for a lot longer. Right. <laughs> I, didn't like- I mean, I'll give her a pass because she wrote The Goldfinch, which I thought was beautiful and wonderful. So I'll give her a pass. But uh, is that, she hasn't written anything new, right? Like this was so The Goldfinch the last? The most recent. So it takes her about 10 years to write every book. So there's been approximately 10 years between all three books. And was The Goldfinch the last one? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, I don't know when that came out. I heard the movie is just awful, though. Did I watch the movie? I haven't seen the movie. I haven't seen the movie. Okay, are you ready for my next one? I don't know, am I? Maybe. So, yeah, maybe soon we'll get another one. Maybe, yeah, maybe soon. My next one is Wanderers by Chuck Wendig. I love this book so much. Do I know what that book is? Have you showed me that book before? I've showed everyone this book before. (laughs) I'm I'm always trying to get someone to read this daggone book. How do I explain this book? So clearly she hasn't succeeded with me. (laughs) No, you haven't. You haven't. I don't, you know what? I don't know if you'll like this book. Well, tell me about it and tell me why I won't like it. Okay. So there appears to be some people that are sleepwalking. Okay. Like they're not asleep they look like they're awake but like they're in a trance of some sort and they are just walking to wherever nothing can stop them nothing can hold them back and then all of a sudden other let's call them walkers if you will join them it's like the flock is attracted to one another so they all are becoming this one huge flock of these walkers and it's not affecting everyone but it's affecting a good percentage of the world per se i feel like you're just describing like the dementia ward in a nursing home <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden there's wanderers come out <laughs> well you know and so you have these walkers but then you have their family members right and so no one knows what's going on no one knows why their family members friends whatever just keep walking and so you have their mothers and their fathers and their siblings and their caretakers like following them because they won't stop walking. And so they're trying to figure out how they're going to like, you know, feed themselves and where they're going to go and how are they going to care for their loved ones to make sure they don't hurt themselves. And that's all I can say because the rest is a twist and it'll spoil the whole story. But yeah, but you know, you begin to, you know, meet certain characters and get a little bit of their backstory. And I just gobbled it up. I gobbled it up from beginning to end. And I don't, I feel like a lot of people have not read this and the ones that have, half of them don't like it. <laughs> Why do you think I wouldn't like it? Um, I think you may think it's boring. Hmm. I could be wrong. You can always try to get it out of the library. Yeah, I could shot. be wrong. Yeah. Also, so you know how I am not sensitive to a lot of things, but apparently there's something that happens in here that just kind of flew over my head because I just don't, I don't get triggered by things, but apparently something happens in here that triggers people. And that's all I can say. Uh, 
So, you know, I don't know how you all feel about trigger warnings, but I'm terrible at them because a lot of things that I read that may be a trigger for someone, they are just not really evident to me. So, you know. Yeah, I have the same problem with trigger warnings and stuff. Sometimes, well, sometimes I can recognize how maybe, but I don't always recognize it while it's happening. It'll be like, oh, yeah, that might bother somebody. Yeah. I do want to add one more book. I'm not going <laughs> to, but I do want to add one more. And um, I know you have it, so I'll tell you to grab it when it's time. Okay. But um, I know I've made you read this. I haven't read it yet, but I have it. I. What do you mean you haven't read it yet? I didn't read it yet, but I have it. it. I haven't made Jesus read this. I have it. Anyway, so it's a gentleman in Moscow by Immortals, and it's a fantastic story that, so basically this uh, Russian nobleman in the late 30s gets uh, put under house arrest inside this hotel in Moscow, and then you basically see the next 30 to 40 years of Russian history through his experience with people as they come in and out of this hotel. Oh. So the hotel is like a major part of the story. Okay. And the vehicle through which he experiences life because he doesn't really get to leave the hotel because mm-hmm. he's under arrest in the hotel. Um, he basically gets like a surrogate daughter, um, gets one of like the guest children that's in the hotel at some point. He has relationship with all of the staff members. He has, like, it, it's just, it's phenomenal. It is a brilliant, brilliant story. And um, I, I'm mad at you for not having read it yet. No, don't be mad. You know what? It will get read before this year ends because I feel like I purchased that book either the end of 2019 or the very beginning of 2020. So I need to read it this year. Yes, and his other book, uh, Rules and Civility. Rules of, Rules of Civility. Yes, yes, I have both. Rules of Civility is fantastic. I think about that one a lot, too. Mm. And then he has another one coming out in maybe November called The Lincoln Highway. Yeah. Um, I want to say it's in November. Yeah, uh, I know people have been talking about that one a lot. That's kind of highly anticipated. So, But I'll definitely read his, too, that I, that I own. No, it's out on October 5th. I'm oh, wrong. okay. So... That'll be out by the time this episode comes out. All right, my next book is The Heart's Invisible Furies by John Boyne. I need to get that. So good. So this follows the life of a queer man in Ireland. And it's one of those books where I felt like, I love this man, first of all. Mm -hmm. And I I just felt like he couldn't get a break. And it just kind of broke me. Yeah. He was such a good person and so loving. He just wanted to live his life on his own terms, just to be himself. And it just felt like even when he found a glimpse of happiness, like something just stripped it away. And it just, this book just broke me so many times. Why does that sound like Jude? And not in the same, yeah, for the same reasons, but like it's that same feeling where you're like, you just want them to catch a break. Yeah. Actually, now I didn't cry with a little life, but I cried with this one. Oh God. So am I just going to die? I mean, you might, you, you, you might because you just, you just want happiness for him so badly, mm-hmm. so badly. You know what I mean? And it's like, please someone allow him to have it. But I just thought it was a really beautiful story and it was pretty gripping. And, um, Highly recommend it. Just make sure you got some uh, tissues, some facial tissues nearby. I don't, I don't know how I didn't grab this, but 
I didn't gr- grab it because I thought you were going to grab it. I don't know how I didn't grab it. I'm sitting here. I'm like, how did I not grab this? So if you would like to hold up imaginary friends. <laughs> I know that there's like some, a lot of people, you either love this book or you hate it. Who hated this book? Other people, not anybody. How dare they? Not our friends. <laughs> oh, we know our but, friends didn't hate it. Not our friends. Like, you will never look at deer or a white plastic bag the same way ever again in Absolutely. your entire life. Absolutely. Never again. It is so good. I don't even know how to describe this. It is creepy. Yeah. There's a little boy. There's basically, like, the devil <laughs> <laughs> coming to fuck with this small town, essentially. Yeah. That's the best way for me to put this. And it it, it is... It is very long. I would not have been angry if he cut out 100 pages. There is a point in the middle where I'm like, eh, maybe. We don't need all of this. Did I however, feel that way? I don't remember. However, even with all that, that book is phenomenal. That book is so good. So Alyssa and I, with some of our other friends, we all kind of like buddy read this. Not at the same time, but like around the mm-hmm. same time, like during the same month. And the way that each of us devoured this book and how we were talking about it in our private chat was hilarious. I mean, I was in my car at night grabbing food and eating the food and reading the book in the car. I mean, you don't want to stop reading it. I you need sending, to know what happens next. We were sending each other videos of deer, like, for, for like, months. After, and plastic bags. Like, <laughs> I'm scared. Um, it's so good. It was so good. The ending is crazy. How what do you want? It's so good. It was one of the most fun buddy reads we ever had. Yeah. And read it. Just read it. it, 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 it if you can. for October. If you it's can, read it with some friends. Yes. And uh, I'm not the only one who felt this way. You may not have, but I know that that it's a common complaint that there is like somewhere in there that it feels like you could probably have cut out a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. But just keep going because it doesn't matter. Keep going. And yes, it has Bibles and pages. And yes, the the font is small. Shut up. Put your readers on. Put your readers on and just (laughs) be prepared for a good time. For a creepy good time. You what know, I what I wondered is, like, sometimes I look at this book on my shelves and I'm like, oh, I want to read that again and, like, experience it again. But I don't think I could. I don't think I could either. You know what I mean? Some books, it's like, that first time experience was, like, once in a lifetime and that's it. And a reread won't give you that again. And no. I kind of feel like that about this book. Although I often look at it and want to read it again. But I'm chasing that first time reading experience of it that I don't think I'll get again. Yeah, I know that feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So you had how many extra books? That was my one extra book. Okay, I have a one extra then. Okay. And it's The Child Thief by Brahm. Ooh, yes. Yeah. And this is basically a a darker retelling oh, of... Oh, yes. This is just a darker retelling of Peter Pan. I learned about, so for those on the video, I'm showing photos of illustrations in the book, which that are the fantastic. Author, 
does. That the author does. He is an artiste. It was so fun in the most dark and sinister way. And I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think one of my favorite things was getting to the end and hearing like the little, like the author note about the book and the research he did and how many other stories he pulled from and how like there are many different folklore stories th- from different places mm-hmm. that play on the same theme. Like, um, Avalon and all of that. Right. And how he combined it all into this like sinister world. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, it was so good. And so I'm just mad that my hardback that I found doesn't have a a dust jacket. Yeah. So one day I'll get a better one. And I still have to order his new book, Slowfoot, but Yes, you do, so we can read it together. I I just really love the child thief. And this is another one where I started it and it's just like you're just in it. You're just in it. Because also, it was just like, oh, this is a wild Peter Pan retelling. These yeah, it is kids little- are insane. <laughs> the, the kids are crazy. And the language is a little... I feel like the the language between the kids is a little, like, 1990s dated. Mm-hmm. Did you feel that way? Where you're like... You know what? I was so okay with it. I was like, I, I feel like I've gone back in time. <laughs> like, yeah. No one's talked like this in years. I'm very interested in Brom. This, this author. Yeah. And I'm not sure what else he's written. He has a, like five or six other books. Yeah, but I, I'd like to get all of his stuff at some point and read through it. Um, Because I, I thought this was pretty um creative. And I think they're all similar in vain. Like, they're similar. In, like, you know, they're retelling or like dark and there's art in them. They all have like a the same kind of feel. The Slewfoot one, which just came out which I think we've shown or yes. talked about on our spooky reads. Mm-hmm. Um, which we'll link in the show notes. That is following basically, that sounds like a crucible kind of retelling, which, you know, like, cause you have this, um, there's like witches and the, like the devil and, 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 and it doesn't, it's not like, I feel like what I'm getting from Brahm is that they're not straight retellings. Like this is Cinderella and this is the new Cinderella. They're like a conglomeration of different um, folklore from mm-hmm. different places that pull on the same themes. And then he like twists it into darkness. And yeah. like it's just it's 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 more finely crafted than just a retelling. He makes it his own. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I want another I, word other than retelling. Okay, because I kind of hate that word, but. Well, we have remix, but I, I don't like that, that word either. All right. Well, I don't know. I'm out of ideas. Me too. Me too. All right. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So my last one is Cloud Cuckoo Land. <sighs> I can't wait to read that one. Which I just read. And it, it will be out by the time we post this episode. It's technically not out just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is by Anthony Doerr who wrote All the Light We Cannot See. Um, I don't even know how to explain this book. It is, if here's my warning from the get-go. If you do not like multiple timelines, mm-hmm. like you really don't like multiple timelines, maybe don't read this book. But there's uh, three different timelines you're in, like, uh, like the 14-somethings in um, Constantinople. You're... Dog... You're, you're, in, you're in like sort of contemporary times and you're in, um, 
you're in like the future in space. And it is a mix of like the stories that we tell um, and how they connect us as humans. It is about um, the earth and mm-hmm. the environment. It is about a lot of it's about the about the environment. There's a little bit about um, uh, mental health, um, about um, like autism, and there's there's it's there's a lot in here. Yeah, uh, and it's really hard to put into words. But it's it's the kind of book where you just have to trust that it's gonna make sense. Cause like for a while. I'm reading it and I'm like, I like all these storylines. Yeah. But what the hell, like, other than this one story that follows through and all these different timelines, I don't know what they have in common. And then slowly they all kind of converge. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's brilliant. Like, it's absolutely brilliant. If you just, just hang on. Yeah. And go for the ride. It is brilliant. Jesus didn't get there. He's he bailed out. <laughs> He's like, I'm out. But this, I wasn't sure if this was the kind of book he would like. Um, so I'm not surprised. If he yeah, you like did it, say that. You uh, did wait. say that. Yeah, because it's just it's just a little too weird, I think, for him. But it is just, uh, it's crazy uh, how he interweaves these stories, especially in the more modern timeline. How he interweaves all these stories. How. Um, he just uses language. It's oh, it's just so good. It's so good about the importance of our na- natural world. Like, how did he get the environment in there? I mm. don't know. Like, it's just it's so it's just read the book. I'm dying it's to so read this good. book. I'm dying Nothing. to read it. Doesn't it. turn out like to sleep in a sea of stars where you're all like, I hate it. Oh, that's different. That's different. <laughs> that's just different. My last one. Is Night Film. Oh, yes. Yes. By that we have Marisha. Is it Pestle? Marisha Pestle? Mm-hmm. I think so. This is a literary thriller. Okay. And it follows what is his name? Scott. He's an investigator journalist. And, and he's this kinda is kind of like washed up. Kind of washed he? up. Kind of washed up. And this is following the death of a girl, I think her name is Ashley. And so this is basically him trying to track down how this girl died. And in the process of him tracking this down, all these other things come into play. And when I tell you this book gets weird, it gets weird. It gets crazy. Many times it feels very paranormal. This is also one of those uh, mixed media books. So you've got like... Uh You you got like photos and uh, newspaper articles and all kinds of things in here. So it's a very interesting book to look at while you're reading. But the ride Marisha takes us on with this thriller is absolutely insane. And I was here for it every step of the way. It's so good. It's so good. It's also like it has so many like creepy moments. Because it's trippy. It's so trippy because, I mean, there are times I was reading this and I was like, I felt so tense because all of a sudden things got dark really quickly. And yes. I was like, wait a minute, what is happening? <laughs> and it takes you on a wild ride. I highly recommend night film. So yes. good. So good. Isn't she, she's like related to 
or somehow you rope in this, is it filmmaker? Yes. And he's got a weird thing going on. What's his name? like this like underground cult sort of filmmaker that gives me, who's the guy who did Mulholland Drive and all of that? Yeah, like Um, it's a film. So this filmmaker made this film that isn't like for public consumption anymore, but like somewhere like in the underground cult world, people have access to it and it's 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 a very real thing and it's very weird and very scary and um probably breaks some laws and um <laughs> I think it's a snuff film. Yeah. Well I mean that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Don't go into night film thinking that this is one of your standard thrillers that comes out because it's it's not. It's very deep, it's very heavy and it is really, really well written. Have you read anything else by her? I haven't. Me neither. We need to find more from her. Yeah, I know she has She has a book that is classified as Dark Academia, but I don't really know if it is or not. But I've seen it on many, like, Dark Academia books to read. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have yeah. to find out. But Night Film is amazing. Highly recommend it. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Read it now. Yeah. Oh, read it with the audiobook because it just gives you a much fuller experience. Oh, yeah. yeah, you got the audiobook, you've got all the media, mixed media inside the book. It's just such a joy to read. So read along with the audiobook. I love, I love when you get to do that and you have this like just a totally immersive experience. Oh, it's yes. Like when they do, I will say this um, they did. So one day you will read Dune and we will discuss Dune. Mm-hmm. But, um, one of the things that I will give a positive for Dune is the audiobook has like a full cast sort of vibe to it. So when you're listening to it, it, it listens to like a play and they actually take out a lot of the dialogue tags too. So it really feels oh, like, okay. like almost like an old timey radio show. So it's, I... I really love when audiobooks are like that and you can sit down with the text and just, it's like you're in a bubble in the world of the book. I love that. I agree. Well, we, uh, I think we gave some good recommendations for chunky books to read. And many of these are great for the fall. What do you think? They are. Fall slash winter. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I hope that everybody reads A Gentleman in Moscow because it's just freaking fantastic. That Sorry. means me. That means me, guys. That means me, that too. Naomi. Me, too. She failed. she failed at her assignment. I failed. I failed. I thought you had read it. No, no, no. I just got you to buy it. Yes. Or you bought it before, somehow. Okay. Yes. Read the damn book. Read the damn book. Hashtag read the damn book. All right, so that's going to do it. Those are our checky book recs for you guys. Get them, read them, let us know what you thought about them. Don't be scared of chunky books. Don't be scared of chunky books. They are here to give you pure joy. They gave us joy. They gave us joy. All the joy. All the joy. All right. Imaginary friend. Yes. And don't, don't, don't engage with white plastic bags. And read Lonesome Dove because everyone needs to read a Western. Woohoo! Giddy on up. All right. And that about does it for us. We're out of here. That's it, cowgirl. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
Well, we've come to the end of the show. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We kindly ask that you go to Apple Podcast and subscribe to our show and leave a review. That would help us out tremendously. Don't forget to follow TBR Lowdown on Instagram at TBR Lowdown and visit our website for show notes, the link to join our Discord book club, and other information at tbrlowdown.com. You can follow me, Naomi, on Instagram at BookLadyReads and follow Alyssa on Instagram at NerdyNurseReads. Thanks again for listening and for your support. Until next time.